Hello, this is Jessica Heron, founder and CEO of the Stella Dot Family Brands, and this is my brand new podcast, Self Made. Hi, in this episode of Self Made, we're going to talk about something that I bet is going on deep down in your heart if you have got babies. And whether you are a mom or a dad, if you are a parent working, you probably struggle with balancing between time away from the kids, time with the fam. How much are you achieving at work? How super parent are you achieving at home? And that is something we all go through, but I think moms, they do it even better than men. We specialize in guilt. I sure know that I do. I think I even have an advantage at guilt because I went to Catholic school for elementary school. So I got a master's degree in guilt early. And then it just fed from there as I went into motherhood while I was working. And as much as I was so deeply in love with that baby, like crazy, heart cracked open, loved her more than I could have ever imagined loving before, I still had this passion in me to keep going in my career. I was ambitious. I wanted to drive accomplishment and have my own things. And I had to figure out how to reconcile the two and that it was going to work for my family. Actually, what I really had to figure out was stop worrying about how to make it work for other people, other people that I didn't even care about, that I was worried about how they would judge me and how I would look in their eyes. And then did I feel bad? And was I a terrible mother or was I a terrible entrepreneur? What would my investors think? What would my neighbors think? I mean, so much we worry about what's going on in the rest of the world versus what's happening in what my family calls the core four. There was four of us, which is Charlie Tatum, my husband and me. We're the ones that need to be at the top of the list of people we are trying to impress with our life decisions on what is right for us. And you need to think about what is right for you and your family. And that's going to look different for everyone. So you may be a mom working inside the home and feeling guilty about not working outside the home. And that is just as valid of a guilt to ditch as a woman who thinks they need to lean into their career and is worried about being absent or not as involved as other moms at school. Because success is about you doing you. We all have different roles to play. And there is not a blanket definition of success for all of humanity. How tragic would that be? Society needs us to make different choices and actually lay out different role models for all of our children, whether they're a boy or a girl, seeing that Gender isn't totally irrelevant on whether you go to work or not, right? It's really an outdated concept that gender would be relevant to who chooses to do what in the workforce, especially if you're in a partnership and you actually have the luxury to choose whether or not one of you is going to shape a career around flexibility uh, and still work, or actually if you're lucky enough to not work and and make that choice to stay home or do something part-time. So let's just go in and think about you know, why we feel so guilty. I'm going to share with you a little bit about how I felt guilty, how I got over it, how that enabled me to be better at home and at work. And then I'm going to challenge you to ask a few key questions in your life on how you can shift from just thinking about quantity of time and experiences to quality and actually heighten the quality of your interaction and your relationship with every family member you have, whether it be spouse or child or whether you want that to happen with siblings or parents. And then also to think about what actions you can take to also do better in at work and getting rid of negative guilt. Because guilt is honestly just 
so futile, like so futile. What does it do? <laughs> Even though it's in our DNA, I think it's in my DNA. I was raised by a dad who worked. So in some ways, I didn't think it was bad to have a parent working because it was a single dad and he was always working and that was great. So it was a blessing for me not to actually have this stereotype of a super mom and feeling guilty by comparison. But what I did have is a Italian grandmother, his mother. And I remember after getting married, I was traveling and I would often travel to LA where my dad lived and my grandma lived with him. And I would stay with them because this was in the early days of Wedding Channel. Wedding Channel had an office in LA. My husband was in business school in Northern California. So I would commute and I would stay with them. And when I'd get there, granted, this is like Wednesday night, 7 p.m. Okay. I'm not out like partying. I'm visiting my dad and my grandma. But my grandma would say to me, What's the matter with you? What what are you doing traveling? What, you you married, no kids. Uh, what what where's your husband? You get pregnant, you not even know the father. I mean, honestly, I hilarious, right? <laughs> the idea that I'm gonna get pregnant and not know who the father is. I'm like, Grandma, I'm sitting here with you. Like, I'm not gonna get pregnant. But her point, rather dramatic, that is just our specialty in the Delulo family side of this family, is you know, you're married, you're almost 30. When are you going to have kids? So I actually kind of agreed with her. I started thinking to myself, while I don't think I'm going to need a paternity test in the future, I do think I've got to start figuring out how I balance my own personal ambition with prioritizing family over work. And I got to say, like, if you're a woman and you are going to get pregnant, you're going to actually physically be pregnant, and then you are going to have that baby and you're going to nurse... We can get equal in parenting later on, but somebody's got to carry that baby and give birth to it. And so the woman disproportionately takes on pregnancy and newbornhood, especially if you are making a choice to nurse. So I knew my lifestyle was not going to align with that. So we started making different choices. I got a different job. I followed my husband for his career. And when I went to have a baby, I was actually working on the startup that would become Stella and Dot on the side nights and weekends with the hope, the dream, the super big prayer that I could make this something, that I could turn a maternity leave into an eternity leave and be able to work for me, but work flexibly. Like I knew I'd do full time, but if you're controlling your own hours, it is a world of difference, right? If I knew, oh, well, I could pick to be home for this and then I'll just work when they go to bed or I'll, you know, rearrange this. So that that's really what I wanted and what I tried to create. And actually, we did pretty good. I got there. We had Charlie, the business was working, and yet I still felt guilty. I felt guilty all the time. I thought that me maintaining my ambition as an entrepreneur made me a bad mom. I thought me working flexibly around wanting to be there for my baby. By the way, we did get an au pair. I was always the one that was, you know, last to leave in the morning to go to the office and first to come home. And I always, you know, had lunch with the kids. I did a lot of things to just really be present in their lives, took them to swim class and music class. And I'm glad I did. And I wanted to do that. But I thought that doing that made me a bad entrepreneur because I'd only known the previous model, which was, you know, 24 seven chain to the desk type of commitment to work. And I could never feel good. And what a dilemma, right? What a catch 22 is you're always feeling like it's not enough in both places. And this, I think, is the dilemma of a woman or a parent working in this generation where now you have choice. And actually, that's happening for both men and women. It is becoming more acceptable for the guy to be the person staying home. But either way, you kind of feel a little guilty that you're not doing the other thing. 
What I have to say to that is, it is so silly. Forget it. Stop it. It doesn't make sense. Your child is going to be fine if you love that child and you care for that child and you find a way to spend quality time with them. It does not matter if you work full-time, if you work part-time, if you're home all the time. It is just going to work out okay. The thing is, you've got to stop worrying about what other people think of what you're doing because that is where a lot of guilt comes from. You worry about your parents, your in-laws. You're worried about the neighbors judging you. Like I remember having birthday parties for my kids and I always wanted it to be amazing. One, I'm just, I'm kind of a birthday party person for them. I like to decorate. I like to, to make an elaborate birthday party. Fun, right? But I always thought the idea of party favors were ridiculous. I'm like, why are we giving favors to the other kids? It's not their birthday. Like I remember having a birthday at McDonald's and thinking that was great. <laughs> so I'd have these birthday parties and then I'd be kind of going the extra mile begrudgingly to like pull together these favors. And I just remember this one night getting these favors together and it was like, you know, a little plastic bag filled of candy, like the last thing kids need after cake, right? And then I heard my daughter telling me that so-and-so's mom down the street for her birthday party, she had hand-sewn mermaid tails for an under- the sea theme. Okay. I, I literally was like so sad. And my child, like my toddler was actually telling me this and like kind of, I, I can't even say she was making me feel guilty because how can a toddler make a mother feel guilty versus I was feeling guilty because she was noticing this and thinking that her party like may not be up to par. Okay. In that moment, I think I was a good parent. I actually chose to set her straight and be like, dude, you need to get a hold of yourself. That is ridiculous. Your party is amazing and you are lucky to have one, be having one. And by the way, I went to McDonald's as a kid. They've heard that story many times. Yet at the night when I went to bed, I started thinking to myself, I'm just not going to look like Pinterest threw up in our living room. Like I'm a bad mom. <laughs> I often thought that about school too. When I worked and I didn't volunteer, I wasn't a classroom mom. I did, was always kind of clueless. I had to rely on my friends to tell me what was going on. I thought that made me a bad mom. And the reality is that's ridiculous. It doesn't. Of course it doesn't. As long as Charlie, Tatum, and Chad are satisfied with the relationship we're having, that is all good. Eventually I reached this just breaking point of trying to do it all for everyone all the time. And I almost died alone on I Can Do It All Island. I had to go to my husband and basically say, okay, people, your level of service, it is being downgraded. This whole idea that I'm always on point, the one to take the kids to the doctor, to you know, to every event, that that is not happening anymore. We're gonna have to renegotiate that contract. You and I are gonna have to figure out how to be more equal on that front. And two, I am gonna lower my standards truly lower my standards. Like the house does not have to be immaculate. I don't have to have home cooked meals with locally raised organic food every night because I feel like that's what I'm supposed to be doing to be a good parent. I'm just going to absolutely lower my standards and everything is going to be fine. The world has kind of gone nuts in the pressure and the thinking on what super momming needs to look like. And I don't even think it's good for kids. In fact, there's so much data that shows that the way we've been parenting with this outrageous expectation of what you're supposed to do with and for your child isn't even good for them. In fact, if you want to get over your guilt about being a super parent, I want to ask you this. We need to deeply consider if we should feel guilty for over parenting and actually not 
leaving them to their own devices while we go pursue our own pursuits. Let me give you a few stats that you might want to research further that is really interesting. There has been research done on the emotional health and well-being of college freshmen for quite some time. There's a study out of UCLA, and what they have observed is the number of students that have emotional issues and would classify themselves as experiencing depression or are even medicated for depression or anxiety has skyrocketed. And it is skyrocketed even more for girls than boys. But the issue and occurrence is very high. A lot of this is attributed to the fact that these kids have been helicopter parented. Their parents have been far more involved in their lives. They've been scheduled in every sport. They've been told what to do. They've never had to cope and deal with problems and fend for themselves. So they show up to the real world and they're ill-equipped to deal with any kind of adversity. So they immediately have anxiety and they're not thriving. And I have to say, it is better to watch your toddler cry while you go out and leave them in the safety of your own home and have them deal with it and learn to use their imagination and entertain themselves and cope than it is to always be there, sacrifice yourself, and then see them not thrive because guess what? The rest of the world isn't going to feel guilty if they don't cater to them. That's just you. And it's not very scalable and it's not even good for them. So if you didn't yet already have you as a priority reason not to feel guilt, then that's another compelling thing to really think about is, is this guilt even serving you? The idea that you're supposed to show up to like every game, every school function, I can tell you, my parents certainly didn't do that. Did yours? Did the generation before them? Right now, kids are in more activities than they've ever been before. And this idea that we're supposed to be at all of them, it's just nuts, especially if you have multiple kids. Like That would be your whole life. And ask yourself this, are you raising kids to think that when they grow up, their goal is to turn their entire life over to their children? I'm not saying you don't want to show. <laughs> of course you do. But just don't feel guilty if you make a choice that it's not 100% of the time. I will tell you that to be an entrepreneur, to be the CEO of the Stella Knott family of brands, it took a lot of travel. It took a lot of choices. It took a lot of trade-off. And I still feel like I have been an awesome mom this whole time. I can now proudly say that guilt-free. And you know who else thinks so? Charlie and Tatum. So that's really who gets to vote and all that counts. But why I feel good about it is I had to ask myself in lowering the bar, I'm not going to do things that actually don't matter, that are just there to impress other people, like the neighbor or other moms at school, or because I'm worried about what other people think of me. I got to figure out what matters to each of my family members and focus on that and focus on quality of time and presence and not sweat the fact that I was going to be working full time. So for each of my children and my husband, it's different things. Everybody talks about getting away with your spouse and keeping the love alive and how that's so good for your children because it keeps your marriage healthy and strong. And of course, that is so true. But I can be honest, we did not do that because I traveled so much for work. The last thing I wanted to do was go away more and leave the kids and neither Chad and I wanted to do that. So we had to find a different way for us to stay connected. And it wasn't always easy. Marriage goes and ups and downs, but how we have found the way to be together, to have dates, to have wonderful quality time together, we go for walks in the morning. That may not be a cocktail out at a restaurant in a city, but it is great QT. And his love language is really positive affirmation and quality time. 
This is a book, Love Language. I have never read it and I quote it all the time, which is kind of ridiculous, but here's the point. You should figure out how people like to be loved and love them that way, not the way you want to be loved. And so I know for sure what my husband's is. And I know that for my children, they just want quality time, right? And so for me, I would have quality time with each of them, which means when I come home, I am present. I got to tell you, if I were at home with them more often, I wouldn't be present the whole time because I'd be kind of, you know, I'd want adult conversation. I'd want to go do other things. Like I would not just be zoned in on them. So now I'm really present at my work when I'm at work. And then when I am with them, I'm really present with them. I actually do a little mini meditation in my car ride home so that I can check out of work and check in with them. We sit down at a family dinner and we always share what your highlight of the day or your low light, by the way, low light optional, highlight required, and meaningful conversation must ensue. I make sure I tuck them in. I go and drive my daughters to school once a week, even though they could take the train, just because it creates more time for us to sit in the car and talk to each other. When they were little, little babies, before I would leave to work, I would take a toddler and I'd walk around the block once. And I gotta tell you, it took 15 minutes and actually, 15 minutes, it can take that long when you're walking with a toddler. And we would stop and we would look at leaves and we would play and it would be just the two of us. And it would be so amazing. And you just take that moment. You don't leave feeling rushed and guilty. You leave feeling connected and happy. And when I came home, we would do Polly Pockets in the bath. And even though I was tired, I would really try to show up present for them most nights. And by the way, when I left to go out and do an event (laughs) on the night that I wasn't there, it was like a vacation and I not feel guilty about it. Okay. Because I was there most of the other nights. And I think that is where when I find people feeling guilty because they don't want to leave their family or they don't want to go away, I just think it is not necessary. You do you. If you don't want to, don't. Great. But if you want to go away, there's absolutely no reason for feeling guilty for pursuing your own passions. In fact, think of that as a magnificent example that you are setting for your kids because they are not gonna just do what you tell them to do. They're gonna do what you show them. They're gonna be equipped to be as strong as you let them be because they learned how to deal with it and get on with their own problems. Just like kids need to know money does not come out of the wall at the ATM magically. It comes from people working. So if my kids would complain, I'd be like, well, guess what? I'm going to work to pay for your food. You are welcome. Okay. So just own it and get over that guilt. Okay. Now let's take some action on this because there could be these feelings of being out of balance with your work and your life. And those are normal. That's okay. That happens. We're all juggling. We're juggling balls and you are not going to catch them all. So what you've got to do is decide which ones are rubber. They can bounce, pick them up later. Which ones are glass? If they drop, they break, okay? So we're juggling and only you get to decide which balls are rubber and which balls are glass because your time should be spent in accordance with your values and your life priorities, not your neighbors, not the BTA, not other people at work, you and your family. So have the heart-to-heart discussion about what's important to other people and shape your time and look at your schedule and figure out what can you lose what can you gain? And I have to tell you, you better be on the priority list. Your self-care, your health, your quality time, 
not just quantity of time, trust me, quantity is important too, but quality present time with each of the people that you want to have a real connected relationship with, that's gotta be on that list. Then you need to ask yourself, what can I delegate or outsource or just cancel that is actually not important because I'm doing this I feel like I'm doing a bad job of it or I resent it. And it's taking me away from doing the quality time that would actually alleviate my guilt. We're going to have a whole other episode on time management where you really get to ask yourself even deeper questions about how you're spending your time. But for the purposes of guilt, think about when you feel guilty and why. Okay. Think about what would make you not feel guilty and how do you make time for that? Can you buy back your time? Can you give up a little time? Can you stop one activity and do another? For me, when my kids were in kindergarten, I always made sure to go get them and have lunch with them one day a week during the work week. And I know that may not seem material, but it's a really special memory that we have. And I looked forward to it. They looked forward to it. It was our thing. Made me feel good. I also, again, took them to swim class. That was our thing. So is there something you can do? Coach a team, do whatever to put back that quality time. Then I want you to make a list of the people you are trying to impress, okay? So if you ask yourself, what do I feel guilty and when? Let me think about what I could do with it. But then ask, like, why? Why do I feel guilty? Who am I worried I am letting down? Who am I worried that I'm judging them? And am I gonna care about this in 15 years? Again, 15 years, am I gonna be haunted by this idea? I have definitely felt embarrassed before that I, I mean, I can be a clueless school mom because my husband now leads point on a lot of the kids' school activities and other parents are way more involved than I am. So I'm often like, I show up, you know, to go to parent-teacher conference and they look like it's their second home away from home. And I'm like, uh, I'm sorry, where is their homeroom? I don't actually know my teacher's, the teacher's name. Like that kind of stuff. Like you feel like a moron. But I sit there and think to myself, like, wait a minute, my kids know I'm a great mom. I'm here. Why do I care what this other person thinks? Like in 15 years, I'm not going to know them. I'm not going to talk to them. I'm not going to still live next to the neighbor. So who is on that list? And am I on the list? Are my kids on the list? And that's it. Nobody else gets to judge because guilt, it's a really useless emotion. And baby, if you get rid of it, you are going to have a lot more energy to just kick ass doing all the things in life that are going to be amazing for you. And that amazingness is going to flow all around you, right onto your family. And those people are going to admire you. And that is going to be a gift to them. They're going to see you happy, thriving, confident in your choices. And that is amazing. So until next time, my friend, remember that you are self-made. If this episode gave you a spark or an idea, something to take action on in your life, I would be so grateful if you shared it with a friend. Let them know about the Self-Made Podcast and what they have to gain from listening to our weekly episode. Hashtag self-made when you share and give a review on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else that you get your podcasts. Thanks everybody. Bye. Bye.